Welcome to another episode of People with Passion for Pets. This is season three, and our first episode of the year has a very special guest. I am so honored to welcome Dr. Roger Muckford. He is Britain's leading animal psychologist, author of three books, and has a lifelong quest to explore, teach, and learn more about the human-animal relationship, and has also created a company called The Company of Animals. Well, welcome to the show, Dr. Roger. I'm so excited to have you today. And it's my honor and privilege to be with you. So I dressed up specially for you. Um, I thought I'd put on formal collar and tie and suit. And, uh, oh, look, we're, we're matching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm ably assisted by um, my dog, Dave. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Dog. Hi, Dave. <laughs> my, my little son, uh, Harry. Hi, yeah. we're, Hi we're, Harry. We're a family business, but um, uh, we've, we've got some uh, video lined up that we might be able to feed into this podcast. I came across your company, which is called the Company of Animals, uh, because I was looking for a car crash tested harness for my pets. And you are actually the, should I say, the inventor of such a device? It's called the Car Safe Harness. Yeah. Perfect. And so I can see it has a huge chest plate. So that is what would bring up most of the force in in, in a breaking or in an accident, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, clearly the sternum, the chest is well uh, protected, well engineered by nature to be strong. The force of um, <clears throat> an unscheduled stop or a crash uh, will be taken by the strongest part of the dog's body. Which is very but, similar uh, to to a seatbelt, right? If we think about it, if I, as a human, as I wear a seatbelt in the car... That's where the seatbelt is basically bracing the human body in a vehicle, correct? Yes, exactly so. Uh, whereas a, a lap belt, which used to be popular in, in old manufactured cars, offered very little protection and, yeah. and would probably cut people in half if they made a serious So, Dr. Roger, you said that you actually have a little helper there with you that can show us um, the harness in action. I flew over Dave from a dog meat farm in South Korea. Hi, Dave. And, and Dave is one of my principal test subjects, um, and he does so with a fair degree of uh, reluctance. And <laughs> He's like, what is this? This is a car crash harness. Am I crashing? <laughs> so, Harry, um, could you show the way that it's a two points of attachment harness? So there you go, there you go. I think, Dave, you deserve a reward for this. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, look at Dave. Harry, could you show the film of us yes. taking Dave for a ride? Um, I emphasize that this product was actually tested in a setup like this. They actually have a dummy dog, not a real dog, that was tested at 30 miles an hour. So here I'm putting Dave into the car, he's fitted. And uh, I'm saying, Dave, I love you, I love you. I would never do anything to hurt you. Going off in a <laughs> state-of-the-art modern vehicle, <laughs> Land Cruiser, designed to go around my farm. Uh, this is my bull, Mozart. He's wow. a handsome boy. 
yes, I never clean my cars, never buy a used car for Roger Mugford. Um, and I'm driving it at some speed, about 30 miles an hour. <laughs> into a, into you a actually did that. I actually did that. Cleverly edited. Oh. Harry, don't give the secrets <laughs> away. Um, but, but I did actually drive it into the, into the tree. And oh, uh, he hopped out of the car, said, oh, that, was, <laughs> that was really good. Um, <laughs> Dave is like going back uh, in. He's like, okay, I'll trust you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he gets paid by, um, <laughs> by me in kind, not in cash. But, but it is actually serious point is that um, we have dogs, we love dogs. All my colleagues have dogs and we use them mercilessly for testing our products. Um, That's wonderful. Or what, what are some of the things that you went through to kind of design um, the product that you currently offer as the car safe harness? Well, until I got onto this issue, I was content to drive a big old Volvo estate car and tie the dog, a, you know, big old Labrador in the back of the car uh, with a leash attached to the luggage anchorage point in the, in the back of the Volvo, which is fine. And because if you have a crash, it'll, it'll hit the uh, rear seat. Um, and and if you have a, some dog protective gate over the uh, arrangement, that will prevent him coming forward. But of course, the dog himself is, is at considerable risk of injury. And in particular, if he's tethered by a lead on his collar, um, pretty significant damage to his yeah. neck, even to the point of well, strangling him or, or dislocating his neck. So generally speaking, collars are not the right point of restraint for a dog. And then I looked at all the sort of harnesses. I've been making harnesses because I'm a great believer in harnesses for walking dogs, particularly front control harnesses, which uh, I introduced the concept about 15 years ago, and it's been widely adopted uh, by other manufacturers now. Any kind of harness that restrains a dog in a car is better than none. We need to look to generating harnesses which are specifically designed to withstand the remarkable high loads which occur when the car is crashed. And I totally agree with you. I can see where if, um, you know, you just simply put a leash on a dog in a car, but you attach it to the um, to a collar, then obviously a force of a crash, even just, um, even if it isn't a car accident, even if you just hit the brakes, you know, abruptly could really uh, give some real damage to the dog. What do you think about um, putting dogs in crates in the vehicle? I think for small dogs, that is a very practical solution. And there are crash testing crates. I know of a Swiss manufacturer, which, as you'd expect, is you know armor-plated, seriously strong, and is fine. But a, a flimsy sort of pop-up uh, fabric construction crate is not an adequate protection for a, a small dog. But yeah, it, I mean, if you have a you know a, a miniature pincher or or a chihuahua, and um, it's very difficult, even from my own company of animals designs, to get a car harness that is uh, suitably, adequately um, fitting to protect that little dog. So for those, better that they're in the equivalent of a cast of a child's safety seat, meaning a, a padded, strong, secured crate in the, in the middle section of the car. If I understand correctly, then we're using the the actual seat belt that is in the back seat of the vehicle to attach the dog to the, with the harness and keep him secure in the back seat. Is that correct? 
Exactly. The point of attachment is through the seatbelt material with really heavy duty stitching um, all the way along. It's multiple stitching. Um, there are four layers of material here. So this is a really strong hard piece. And, and equally, this is a really strong, resilient material. You think that a, a metal D-ring welded will be very strong, but actually it's only strong to about 200 kilos. So that is not an adequate point of attachment for a, a seatbelt or a dog in a car during a crash. Um, and a lot of people buy little tiny short leads with a, a trigger hook on each end. Well, those trigger hooks break again at about 150 to 200 kilos in, uh, in breaking strain, so three, 400 pounds. Um, and that is way, way exceeded um, during the actual forces of a, of a crash. So it's really important that the, the dog is restrained through this loop here in, on the back of the dog's um, body. And this seatbelt harness is tested to about two tons. So that's quite a lot. And it's the same uh, tested material that restrains humans in their event of an unfortunate accident too. So um, we've applied all of the same safety expectations to the dog as we would expect from a responsible car manufacturer for humans. Yeah, and I like that um, the harness is really usable for walking the dog as well. So you don't have to like switch it around. You don't have to take one off and put one on. So you're using the same harness that you're walking your dog with uh, to restrain him in the vehicle, but it is safe and tested. For walking the dog, we have a, a, a rear point uh, to take him for a walk and also a front point to take him for a walk. So we've got a little, um, a little partially hidden um, second point of control. We've, we've had in mind the practical thing. You, you're in a hurry, you're going to drive to the woods or the, the, the park um, because you don't have a, a nice big farm like I have here. Um, and so you, you throw the dog in the car, he's already wearing his walking harness. You arrive at the journey's end and you take him for a walk and you don't have to remove or, or add the harness. So it's a multi-purpose, two-function. And I would also draw attention to the fact that this is all reflective. It really glows in the dark. So if your dog is being walked at night and then the car headlights of the oncoming vehicle, then it really shows up brightly. So again, a safety feature. And of course, uh, the harness comes in different sizes. So depending on your dog's size, um, I know that on the on the website, and we'll share the links to your website, of course, where people can get this wonderful device. Um, but there's a, a particular way to measure to make sure you get the right size for your pet. Yeah, there is a small degree of adjustment adjustability in them. That there are four basic sizes: extra small, small, medium, and large. And we're in process of making one for the very big dog, for the something bigger than a typical German Shepherd or Labrador. So a dog de Bordeaux or, or a giant dog, um, and then we've neglected that, that sector of, of dogdom. But um, we can we can fit 90% plus of all dogs out there. And I repeat, little dogs are probably safer in a, in a crate, a secure crate. Um, your company is named the Company of Animals. And I read the story on how you came up with the name, but I'd love for you to share it for our audience as well. Well, D James Serple is at the University of Pennsylvania. He's a Britisher from you know, Cambridge, professor of um, companion animal ethnography or something like that at the University of Pennsylvania. And he was very academic. He wrote a really lovely book 
called the, the Company of Animals. And it's about the history of animal keeping from prehistoric times to today. Um, my starting point in psychology practice was actually working with and for people and mental health. And dogs, are, and not just dogs, of course, other pets, are such great um, normalizing influences upon human behavior. You can talk to an animal and you can say things, even outrageous things and secrets that you wouldn't dare share with another human, even a close family member, especially not with a close family member. I come down in the morning. Hey, Dave, you sit over Did you have a bad dream last night or something? Come on, get out of here. There's a cat in the garden that he's chasing off. They, you know, and I say things that are really stupid and that I don't mean at all. But Dave looks at me with his loving eyes. Oh, Roger, you're the most wonderful person in the world. Well, to get that level of adoration, you have to try pretty hard to get another human to <laughs> adore you in the way that a dog adores you. My interest has been in old elderly people, isolated people, lonely people, and that's really the epidemic of the way we treat our elderly in society on both sides of the Atlantic. And, um, you know, the, the, the presence of pets is really such a big life-saving part of their lives. Simply the, the physical activity that they bring into our lives, you know, getting people out of the house and walking two, three times a day is so important. And through those walks, through that exercise, we meet other people that again would be isolated from us. So they're, they're great social normalizers. They level us down regardless of our status. Queen of England, an example, is just the same as somebody who's homeless and lives on the, on the streets of London or New York. Dogs specifically, but pets in general, are really one of the most important uh, physical and mental health positives that we can imagine. So animal keeping is not something that is a prerogative of rich people in America and Europe. I, I've seen the development of uh, pet keeping, pet love of uh, animals in China. Poor countries, I work with um, you know, indigenous people in South Africa, uh, where they also extend love to the animals that, that don't have to achieve any economic gain for them, but they're just companion animals, just animals that they have around. Um, so it's a, a worldwide feature of human nature. So as, as more and more people are finding the company of animals and really enjoying it. Um, you know, my husband and I, we wrote a book, it's called Keep Your Paws on the Road. It's about traveling with dogs. And you talked about, um, you know, traveling and bringing a dog all the way from another country. So I think it kind of brings it all kind of nicely back together that um, we really want to keep our pets safe as we take them with us, especially in the car, but in other ways as well. So, you know, we think so much about um, to take care of them. Obviously, they do so much for us in so many different ways. And any pet owner knows how much a dog contributes, not just to their lives, but to their mental health and their their physical health as well. So, um, you know, I think I just want to really uh, go and ask everybody that's listening to this, you know, take a look at how are you traveling with your pet? And can you maybe find a safer way to keep your pet safe in the backseat and making sure that, you know, hopefully nothing will ever happen. But in case of an accident, um, you know, think about how could you make sure that your pet would be just as safe as you are in the vehicle? 
Um, you know, the, the, the price of getting it wrong is very high. It could be your injury and serious hospitalization if this heavy dog hits you at the back of your neck at half a ton force, expensive vet bills to repair your dog. And, and of course, just as bad as if the doors of your car fly open and the dog runs off unrestrained, maybe at night uh, on a highway. Um, you know, what do you do to collect your dog that's running scared on the, on the road? So um, multiple reasons to have your dog safely restrained. And um, the car safe harness retails at about $50. Yes, yeah, small uh, price to pay to well, keep your pet safe. Price. And of course, we'll be sure to um, share the link in the description below our video to be sure that anybody can find you. Again, the company is called the Company of Animals. It's the companyofanimals.com is the website. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. We'd be pleased to welcome you there. Uh, I, I'm better known as the inventor of the halting of the head collar, but uh, we do a, a line of muscles called basketball, which is rehabilitating and inverted commas dangerous dogs has been my lifelong ambition and, and mission. Um, and uh, we also make, as you can tell from my lovely hairstyle, a, a fine line of um, pet shampoos called Pet Head, which is a, a US-based uh, branded. We're, although my origin is in the UK, we sell across the world and including in, in Asia. And, uh, and I tell you, I have the best lifestyle of, of any because I have to go around visiting people all over the world with their dogs. And I can be in Central Park or I can be in the center of Peking and see one of our products on a dog. And I'm bound to go up there and, and of course, well, oh, excuse me, that product looks a bit cruel, a bit harsh. And they say, no, 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 it's really, it's from the company of animals. It's really nice, it's like Roger <laughs> Makes me feel really good because um, generally all of these products were tested on real dogs by real people who love, their dogs as much as you love yours. That's wonderful. Yeah, you're truly a person with passion for pets and passion for people as well. I'm so grateful that you came on the show. The The biggest things that you brought to the world is the Halty. And I'd love to have you back and talk about that a little bit um, at another time. But uh, I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate what you do. Um, you got some great products, but you really do a lot more than that in a lot of charitable organizations um, for both humans and pets. So thank you again for being on the show today. It was my honor to talk to you today. And I've enjoyed talking to you. And especially I want to get down and read your book. If you enjoy our content, then please like and share it with your friends and family. And until next time, keep your paws on the road.